You're listening to the Freestyle Approach Podcast. Hi, I'm Tracy Kafer, and this episode is the inner world of a baby pole dancer. I hope you enjoy it, and thanks for listening. And we're back with the Freestyle Approach Podcast. It's been a hell of a long-ass time, and the reason for that break is, of course, you all know, 2020. 2020 happened, and, you know... Priorities change, but we're back. I'm really excited to be back. And I'm here with Caroline. Do you want to say hi? Hi, everyone. My name is Caroline. How are you all doing out there in podcast land? (laughs) So Caroline and I, how long have we been working together now? Like three months? I think it's, I hate to tell you this, but 2020 time warp, I think it's been like six. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) I think it was June. Wow. Okay. So we've been working together for a long time. Um, and we've been working predominantly virtually on zoom, zoom land. And, um, Caroline and I have had so many juicy conversations around the realm of pole dancing, the pole dancing learning experience, pole dance competitions, what it's like being a pole dancer these days. Um, the resources available now versus what, what I had when I started my, um, experience pole dancing, And I just thought, why not bring this to the podcast? Because there's so much um, insight that Caroline has from her perspective and and just who she is um, as a student. And I think think we're going to go in lots of really interesting directions, but we're going to be really focusing on, you know, the the beginning to intermediate uh, experience of becoming a pole dancer and what that's like in 2020, 2019, this, this era. So um, before we get started, why don't we do the little um, mini bio? So feel free to share like who you are, what you do as a muggle job and anything <laughs> that feels important. Sure. So again, my name is Caroline, I'm total baby polar. I started polling uh, 15 months ago now. Um, I basically got into pole because I believe it or not, moved back from Colorado and really missed climbing, hate indoor climbing gyms, and was like, I need an aerial sport. Pole dancing appealed to me, um, totally different from my muggle life. In real world, I'm actually a director at a financial services company specializing in business intelligence. So an entirely different animal um, than being involved in the beautiful, crazy, sexy art form that is pole dancing. So I think, I mean, another appeal to it for me is really getting to be outside of, I'll say, my corporate Barbie motif. Um, Tracy knows me well enough to understand how that is not something I could stay in for a very long time. (laughs) So it's definitely nice to have another avenue. And honestly, on a more personal personal level, uh, one of the other reasons I got into pole was my father was actually a professional dancer. He passed away the same year um, that I got interested in it. And I said to myself, and I know some people look at me like, wait, seriously, you honored your dad with pole dance? Yeah, I did. I did. Dad was a dancer. This is my form of dance. I was not going to be a ballroom dancer like him. Um, just no, that's not me. So I, you know, I found a different, I'll say style of dance that appealed to me and part of me still does it for him. I think that's amazing. <laughs> and how he was a ballroom dancer. What, what kind of ballroom dancer? Like everything? <laughs> He, he did everything. He actually started as a radio personality and then pivoted to TV because he started training uh, through the Arthur Murray system and did like all these TV programs. 
that were like Arthur Murray Ballroom, so Swing, Foxtrot, Charleston, Waltz, you name it, later in life, and I shit you not when I say later in life, he was about 65 when he went back to Ballroom um, and pivoted to Argentinian tango and then started specializing in all of the more Spanish style dances. Um, yeah, so he like won trophies, trainer, brr, brr, brr. I didn't, again, Tracy knows this about me. I inherited none of these gifts naturally. Um, I was, I, I think as I kind of alluded to, I came to pole as a total babe in the woods, no real movement background, you know, obviously did sports as a kid. I climbed. Um, I now realize my climbing was pure brute strength, not knowing what the hell to do with my body at all. So totally new to all of this. Not my dad's child until I'll say quite recently. <laughs> Seems like I've gotten my movement life a bit more together. But yeah, he did many different styles of um, ballroom dancing. So. Oh, that's wonderful. And I think I, there's something so interesting and 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 kind of magical, magically faded about you know, his passing and then you, you starting your journey in movement. I think that's super groovy. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. Um, so let's start with what it was like for you. And I I'm using your term baby polar. Mm-hmm. I, I recognize that in pole dancing, we use a lot of language that, that lays pole dancing on the line of like you're a baby and you're growing up and you know, we don't use the word toddler, but there's like an adolescence of sorts. And we sort of have this growing up through the modality. Um, so when you were a baby puller, you're stepping into your first class, your first couple of classes, what is that like, what is that like for you? What are the thoughts that you have? What do you, what are the thoughts you have about yourself or other people in that room? I'm really curious. So thoughts about myself and, and feelings walking into the room. I was initially excited. I think warm up then started and I was like, holy crap, I'm going to die. What, what am I doing to myself? I was so self-conscious. And I think, again, this is something a lot of people, even if they have a movement background, I, it's a little bit different, right? In a ballet class, like there tends to be more clothing. The, the style of teaching is, is probably a little bit more, mm, I'll, I'll say there's a professional punctillo to it we're pole dancers, you know, we're not, it's a little bit different, um, how we get taught, I'll say. Um, so I was very, honestly, I was very intimidated. Um, also just the feeling around the room, again, having like no movement background, I'm watching people, we're going through the warm up. Uh, it was actually Sam Doblick, who is my pole dad. Love him. Shout out to Sam Doblick. Um, and he actually will now, he has given me permission to say, Caroline, you are a toddler polar <laughs> so also a term but um yeah I remember he, he was like okay go into a pigeon pose and I'm like what the hell is that I'm like I have to know yoga to do this I'm like I just wanted to do slutty things on a metal apparatus and now this guy's yelling yoga terms at me and ballet terms I have no idea what's happening um it, it was super intimidating and as a person who really frankly, it lacks a lot of self-confidence for a lot of different reasons. It was kind of terrifying. Um, and it, it honestly took a lot to become comfortable. I, I liked it. I was enjoying what I was doing. I knew this was something I wanted to continue in, but just getting over the self-consciousness of it all and recognizing like, uh, I knew people next to me clearly had back that um, dance backgrounds, mm. but them t- it took a minute and now I could look around the room. I'm like, oh yeah, we're all just as nervous about this. It, you're not the only person 
And, and I think that's something I've said to fellow baby pullers is that like, you know, you're feeling very self-conscious in the room. So is everyone else. Is that right? even if somebody's making eye contact with you, it's, they're not judging you. They're probably like, oh, wow, what, she, what he or she is doing is amazing. Like, that's great. There, no one in that, and if they are, you know what? Ignore them. Um, but no one in there is judging you. We're all just as piss our pants nervous because God only knows what's about to happen. And I, I think that's, that's the mental challenge of pole that no one talks about walking in. It's not, it's not about, do I have the physical strength to hold this stronghold and do my first fan kick? It's, do I have the mental strength to be okay that it's going to be tragic? That's, <laughs> that's the truth. I, I do agree with you. I agree with you that there is, there is, um, there's not only like a, a maturity that happens in the body as you become more aware and you're able to execute things, which the first time you see things on the pole, it looks very mysterious and sort of unattainable sometimes. Um, but the, the mental stuff that goes on is, is really big. Um, and I think that that's one of the reasons there's such a high potential for transformation in pole dancing because, because of what actually goes on internally in your process of getting yeah. comfortable. Um, but I, I wanted to ask you again about that, that moment of, all right, so I'm, I'm in, I'm in this class. I'm terrified. I'm getting terminology thrown at me. I don't understand. Maybe I'm projecting in that other people know what's happening and I don't like that, just that whole chaotic experience that happens in, in an invisible way. You know, it's not really that visible beyond like, you can just sort of sense a vibe from a new student. Um, and you can understand if they're confused or lost or scared, but there's a lot more, there's a lot of more subtlety going on there. What is it about that experience that confirmed for you, you wanted to go back and you wanted more of it? What, what was there for you? Did you have awareness? Of, oh, yeah. Yeah. Tell me, tell me about that. So for me personally, I enjoy being pushed both mentally and physically. I think Previously, when I've done sports, yes, I've been into it. I would never say like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to do this for real because it didn't have the same, I'll say, mental challenge and an intelligence challenge. This is not to belittle any other sport. Obviously, it takes a lot to be a professional in anything. But mm -hmm. there was something different with pole where because it was playing on my emotions, I felt like this is not just about moving for me now. This is about growing into a different person. And I have to say, you know, even the experience of, there's a lot of memes about it and joke about your first pole class, right? If you walk in with a sweatshirt, like nobody look at my body. Yeah. I'm not, I won't lie. I, I have struggled with like body dysmorphia and like body image issues my entire life. There's part of me where it sometimes freaks me out being in pole attire. And yeah, that's pretty much like, a bikini, right? You've got to be in like bra and panties when you start out to stick for certain moves. That's a thing. And it has helped me grown as a person to just be like, it's okay. No one is judging you, Caroline. Calm down. Um, your body is beautiful the way it is. I'm saying this to you. I don't fully believe it. In fairness, Tracy, but my point is it became to me, like there are ways that I could use this to grow as a person and get over some of the things that have roadblocked me that honestly nothing else in my life would um which I, I feel like that sounds kind of cheesy but I, I do believe there is something to 
I won't say like a healing power of pole, but it pushes your boundaries in a way that forces you to kind of grow as a person. And it's definitely pushed my, my patience, my, it was honestly my ability to accept certain things about myself. Like, look, I didn't grow up doing gymnastics. I, you know, I wasn't, I'm not, I wasn't, you know, born doing certain movements. So it's been a lot harder for me to get there. It requires a different mindset. I've seen some people just land into tricks on their first day. That's probably not going to be me with anything that requires flexibility. Some days it is with strength, but that's okay. You just have to, it's made me be more accepting of myself is a long way to say it. I hope that answered your question better. No, it does. It does. Um, And thank you for that. I think um, I do find the, the change that happens internally through pole dancing. I find that really fascinating as it, it tends to, you know, sort of, be the companion to the physical change. Um, and it's a big deal to walk into a space, uh, with maybe less clothing clothing that you would normally walk in with and then still take up space there and, um, and be able to face this is okay. This is actually how I feel about myself. Do I want to feel this way? Maybe there's some room for, uh, for improving that relationship with me and my body. It's beautiful. And and it, it can happen from that very first class, it can. And I, I think, you know, you mentioned bringing up space. I mean, even the notion of having a presence and I've, I, so I've been in the corporate world for 10 years now, right. I've run the gamut from your traditional, like in industry job. I was a consultant. So I was doing presentations all the time to clients. And now I've even noticed the way that I present in meetings is entirely different. It's, oh, it's wow. a whole new person because of how, um, I mean, honestly, all of my team of coaches have really kind of forced me to have a bigger presence in space, I'll say. So I find I'm less, you know, hunched and like, okay, I'm just talking like the only female in the room. And now I'm like, okay, I got, there's a, there's a greater level of confidence I think that has come out and it enables me to be okay to sit up straight and my posture has changed. And there's just small, um, I'll say characteristics that I would not be comfortable with from a presence perspective that now it just has become part of my general, uh, standing, I guess. <laughs> you know what I hear from that is like pole dancing is, is, you know, is a form of, of embodiment in a pure sense. I mean, that what I hear when you say that, that I can stand tall and straight and loud in, you know, not, you know, mm-hmm. lengthened in, in a presentation. And that's, that's, that's taking up space in your body. That's embodiment is really cool. Yeah, it's, it definitely, it touches more areas, I think, um, than people would think. I mean, I'm sure there's folks, and again, like, I don't mean this in any derogatory way. I'm sure there's people who are like, hey, this is just a fitness thing to me. I'm here to do some strength training. I'm here to get a little bit more flexible. Totally cool. Like, that's your thing. That's fine. I think for people that really (laughs) fall like ass backwards, head over feet, so to speak, into pole, it does start to really change you. So on that note, um, something I noticed working with you is that I've noticed a shift in like major shifts in perspective, but uh, shifts in value where, you know, maybe before there might've been a value of executing these moves or building this library of movements that is in your wheelhouse. And now our sessions are very different mm-hmm. and we're, we're talking about different stuff and we're exploring different stuff. 
I'm really curious if you'd be willing to share the perspective shift or the value shift that's happened for you in the what the this year sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I like to call this the the baby polar magpie syndrome, where there, there's part of you that when you start, you're like, I just have to get all the tricks. I have to get every single trick. I need every one of them, and then I can complete pole and I will be a master of it. And that's that's how I advance in this. And that used to be me. Um, I think one of the first sessions I did with um, Raz Diva, another shout out to a, a beautiful person that I work love, with. Love Raz. Love Raz. Um, I was like, hey, you know, let me start with the freestyle. And I usually do sessions with her early. It's like nine o'clock in the morning. I bust out a two minute freestyle. And she just, she's like, bitch, I think you just did about 60 tricks in, in two minutes and 30 seconds. Like what just happened? <laughs> she's like, it's amazing that you have that strength and energy. I, that's good. Like you can tell, she doesn't want to be like, that's bad because you put in effort, but she was like, okay, so we got to get you to calm down a little bit. And I think to the point of progression, there is that instinct of more is more is more is better. Mm-hmm. Um, what has taken me time to realize, and, and honestly, again, I, I say this with much respect to my team of coaches, because watching you guys, even how you flow, what like you post, I'm like, oh, you know what? I can watch, I say this to you all the time, I know, but I, I can watch Tracy do a dip turn for five hours because she knows how to elevate that move. I could watch Sam's fan kicks for days because it's not the thing that you learned in intro. It's not just that pure technique of, okay, the toes go here, we go around the pole. There's, there's a way to start unwrapping or peeling the onion back is a better way to put this on some of these movements. And I think that's what ups your game. Yes, obviously for me personally, I'd like to get to the awesome point of like handsprings and doing all these crazy, like more gymnastic moves. But I think I reached the point where it finally dawned on me, like, all right, this magpie approach, like uh, no one, uh, no one in this planet is ever going to do a, you know, a four minute song set and bust out 90,000 tricks. Like there, no, and it's, even if you could, no one's going to want to watch it. It doesn't make for a good performance. It wouldn't make for a good competitive piece. Your audience would probably be nauseous. Um, visually, it looks horrible. I went off on it. Sorry, Tracy. But really, sometimes it, it, it dawned on me that to evolve, sometimes you have to take that step back and realize it's about growing more in fluidity and how do we transition from maybe two trips as opposed to, you know, 6,000. Um, that I think to me is a bigger mark of growing in pole rather than just being this magpie of like, okay, I could kind of shittily execute these like 10,000 tricks. Like that's cool. Yeah. I mean, it, it speaks to that, that cliched term, that concept of comparing quality and quantity. And, and, and I think that that, that magpie syndrome, is that what you called it? I really like it. Um, where you really want to, you get ambitious in the beginning because you, it's full of the whole art form is so full of possibility. If it's an art form to you, it just the, the approach, there's so much possibility. And there's a point when you get a certain level of strength that that vocabulary becomes more and more available to you. Like there's, you can do that stuff. And so at that point, and I think you reach that point, you found choice points. It's like, all right, so this is the trajectory I'm on. 
do I want to be on that trajectory? What does that feel like to me? And what might it be like if I, if I worked on this fan cake for a little while and really started to stretch my wisdom and understanding of the possibilities of this fan cake. And all of a sudden, like, you know, you're juicing more out of everything that you're learning. And I, I see that, I see that in you and it, it it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. I, I mean, I think the other component too is also recognizing and Again, I, I say this to baby polar friends um, who might struggle with certain things. There are some moves that you might be capable of from a pure execution perspective, but it also just might not be good for your body type. Because there, there, there are definitely things where I can do it. Yes, it doesn't. I'll say it doesn't actually feel good because. I'm just not built that way. I don't know. My, my legs aren't, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, I feel like there's also going to be things that from a pure physical, there's nothing wrong with us perspective. It just, it doesn't work as well. So trying to force it just because, Oh, they, they showed me that move. They're, like, what's the point, right? There, there comes a, I think there also just becomes a limit on, how much of this do you actually enjoy? I'd rather do things that feel good in my body and really expand on them. And I think you said it best, right? Like pull them apart and really get juicy with it than just collect things that I might not even like. How do you navigate that? So, you know, what I, what I hear in essence is this permission giving is self permission of, all right, I'm going to um, really assess what feels good and make choices based on, you know, other, other parameters, maybe outside of what going in, what you get when you go into a class. So if you're taking this more autonomous, you, you know, you're reaching this level of autonomy in pole dancing, and then you're going, you're still going to classes and learning. What's that like? Do those, in, do those mesh? Well, do they, do they hit bet, butt heads? Like how, how do you navigate that? It sometimes it's hit or miss. Um, there've definitely been times where, I've been in classes and I'm like, oh God, this is not, this is either, it might just currently be out of my physical capacity to do. It just might be something where I'm like, yeah, I would never like, no, this is not my, my style. I just don't, it's not for me. I'm always going to be a good soldier. And I, I do think part of our pull experience is just try it. There have been plenty of things where, I, I mean, I, who is it joking with this? Um, so like, so I don't even know the, the things that I, let me put it to you this way. The things that I have tried and explored in my pole experience are things that I never thought I would do. So, I mean, try it because you never know, don't be, it, never be disrespectful, obviously. Um, but yeah, just, you know, to make it, make your own mental note of it. There's no, there's no harm in trying it, but if you're like, yep, this is not for me right now. And I, I do think another bit of advice I've given um, to fellow new students too, is like, Hey, if it's a, forget about being comfortable. Like there's certain movements where you just might feel very awkward, but if you're like, Oh shit, th this hurts. Or I don't think I'm physically capable. And I, I know I, again, I don't mean this negative negatively towards teachers. I just, I've been in the room where sometimes I'm like, no dude, I'm not there yet. Like, don't force me to do this. It's going to end poorly have a voice to say that of like, Hey, can I try this on the floor first? Or, Hey, because some, some teachers like, look, they're amazing. They're just not, everybody's good with dealing with like newer students. So be sure that if you're at a point where like, okay, this physically does not feel okay. Use your voice. I, 
but otherwise, hey, give it a shot. It's kind of how I feel about it. Awesome. You, and, and I want to segue a little bit to, um, to you've had such a different environment starting pole dancing in 2019. Is that right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So different. Uh, I think I started in 2008 and, and the realm of pole 2008 is just a different, it's a different world. It's a different land. It's a different dimension. And you're kind of to use that, that term, like growing up, you're growing up in pole dancing with this wealth of, um, options and resources and knowledge. And, you know, there's been a lot of growth in our ability to progress, you know, progress students more safely. Um, people can make more choices. What is it like and you don't really have a point of perspective. Like you can't put yourself in my shoes in 2009, but I'm sure you could probably guess what a fledging, what, what it was, what it might've been like, how does it feel being in 2019 where pole dancing is so big and so vast and you're just getting your foot feet on the ground, off the ground. (laughs) Yeah, literally. Um, So I feel like there's two sides to this. There's the first and foremost point to make, um, I think I am coming from pole from coming to pole from a very privileged place, right? I'm learning in a professional studio. Most of the people I, I think everyone I train with has like 10 plus years of experience. They've been around the block. They've had every injury. They know they're way more body conscious. They can help me out. Um, I've heard stories from, from coaches who were like, yeah, it was, a, it was a chaos bomb. It was just like, let's, let's, Let's hold this metal apparatus and hope we don't die. Um, yeah, I'm coming from a place where all of you guys have structure, right? Like we know how to progress through things. Um, so I, I feel like one, anyone who's starting pole now has to really respect our foremothers and fathers, uh, particularly our stripper friends for yeah. bringing this art form to us um, and actually bringing it into a studio environment where we can learn and train safely. Um, with a lot of safeguards that were never available before. I think, I mean, I can't even imagine, honestly, what it would be like just if I had to start in a club. I know some people do start that way. They're just like, okay, I'll try. I would be a disaster (laughs) on on so many different levels. So I I have the utmost respect um, for people that just literally walked into this, even for people that started in a what, you know, what then was a fitness studio, like, all right, let's figure this out. I, I understand that I am coming from a great place of privilege, um, in learning this. So I hope every, every other new person does take some time to respect the history, um, of pole, which is my little PSA. Uh, the other side of the coin though, because I do feel, um, and this just might be my hyper-competitive nature. I often feel like I'm late to the party. And so there is this part of me that's like, shit, I have so much more stuff to do to, to get, get to where I should be. Um, you know, you sit there and you look at Instagram and you're just like, Oh God, that move. Okay. When am I going to get there? When am I going to do this? I'm going to have to start training this and da, 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 da. And now I have to practice X, Y, and Z where I, I feel like because it's expanded and gotten so much more intense and elaborate, it does, add a certain amount of pressure of like, oh God, unless I'm doing that insane move by a Russian seven-year-old, like I'm never going to be good at this sport. Um, now I'll say, I'll say everything you're saying is, is, is gold. 
but that pressure was still there, you know, 10, sure. 20 years ago, I'm sure there, there was, um, I remember feeling that same feeling of being late to the party because, you know, the people that I, that my peers at the studio, I started with body and pole from the beginning. Um, the people that were a couple years behind me, they, you know, ahead of me, they felt so far ahead. She's like, Oh, if only I'd started two years ago, I'd be where there. Like, I feel like that feeling is, is a universal feeling, but it, I, I wonder if it, feels much more intense for you than it was for me. But also I'll say that back then the avenues that were possibility at that time were, there were only a couple. It's like, if you wanted to go on stage, there were only a couple options truly. Um, And you know, that, that, that obviously might feel very different than the amount of options you might have. Um, No better, no worse, just really, really different. Um, but I, I remember feeling like when we started to get to a space where there was enough expansion going on that these sort of niche communities within the community started popping up. It was just a really juicy, really freaking juicy time. And I feel really privileged myself yeah. that I was there at that time so that I could go the direction I was going because it wasn't a possibility be, you know, before that. Um, but now you might go on Instagram right now and just see a million things going on simultaneously. I didn't, I didn't have that experience and people have, you know, this, this little inch attention span to give to you in your journey in essence. Yeah. So yeah, the last thing I'll say, because for me, it's like we would sit and like absorb a YouTube video 10 times, you know, like I'd watch videos of Alethea Austin, like over and over and over again and drink in every detail. Um, cause there was just less, there was less content and, and they were, you know, they were like, we had, we had so much attention to give them. That yeah. must feel different now. I, it does. I mean, I, I do think the, the content itself I'm not going to go off on a tangent about what Instagram is doing to certain content producers, but sign petitions, people, um, there, there's a lot of content out there. And I think one of the things that's also a bit rough is also understanding like where people are comparatively. Um, I think sometimes I've definitely looked at things and been like, I should be doing that by now because this person seems to be like reasonably new just based on posts and and silly things that like, we really don't know. But again, it goes back to adding that pressure. And when you're, you know, once, once you follow like one person, let's be honest, it's going to all end up in your feed one way or the other. (laughs) Um, Even things like even training that's been advertised to me where I, I get a little annoyed where I'll be like, oh, beginner pole. And it's like these insane gymno acrobats, um, usually from like Europe doing this, these like insane, crazy moves. And I'm like, dude, I know that that's like advanced, advanced level force in the body and pole system would be like beyond level four. Why would you market that to a beginner? Because that's just doolally to me. Like I, hmm. it, it again, it kind of warps your perspective on things. Um, cause I've definitely seen a lot of like pole training or like any sort of like aerial training, even like flex training and what they'll show you in the quote unquote beginner class is just, I, I know now I'm like, that's not obtainable. Like, unless you have years prior in this to go in and magically, you know, I'm trying to think of something like fungi 
you don't do that on day one unless you're a gymnast, right? I mean, I don't even know if they could do it, right? The only the only pole dancer that I know of that really skipped in my, in, in my time being a beginner that really skipped all the steps and like never was, never was level one is Rebecca star. I don't know if you know who that is. Um, but she, she came from a circus background and was already a professional circus performer. And so she, she just didn't really ever, she just kind of flew right by like level one, two and, and it makes sense. And it, it, yeah, it does, it does happen. It does happen. But um, but I, I think you bring up a lot of uh, good points about like, we don't have a lot of regulation in our language and in our, like our, our systemic understanding of what's actually appropriate for who and what, and I think in a studio case by case basis, like some, we, some places do a fantastic job really yeah. being like, appropriate, um, but, you know, in the world wide web of options, like I can imagine things can get out of whack a little bit. Oh, yeah. And I, I've definitely seen um, like new pole friends of mine doing moves that were supposedly beginner. And I'm like, you're not ready for that, you know, and I, I sort of have my own internal pole mom moments just because of, I, yeah, you know this, like I, I've had a couple of injuries along the way that have not been pleasant, um, just doing things I wasn't ready for my, you know, wrong body. I don't know. Um, and I've seen them trying things because they were like, Oh, marketed as a beginner move. I'm like, please don't, um, <laughs> that's, you're not ready for it. You're going to hurt yourself. And I think injury is probably one of the things that could easily truncate someone's whole journey. Um, just because they're like, why would I want to do that again? And it, yeah. it get if you're yeah. just a hobbyist, like who wants to be hurt all the time? Exactly. Exactly. So, um, uh, on that note, like in that moment, there, there was a moment in which, you know, you started progressing to kind of a level two level and that's when the things really start to creep up the, the <laughs> torso issues, the shoulder girdle issues. Um, when you really start mashing your body around the pole and wrapping and rotating and, um, talk to me about like, let's put, let's bring your, like lift your consciousness up, put it right down in that moment where you're trying stuff that maybe you felt like was fine in the moment. What's your awareness now? Like, what would you say to yourself, um, in that moment? That, that is, that is a tough question. Um, cause I, I feel like sometimes I have gotten hurt and not realized it until later. Yeah. Um, the times where I have noticed it in the moment, um, you know, I used to have the reaction of like, shake it off. You still got another, you know, 15, whatever it is, X number of minutes in this training, just get over it. Um, now is a very different experience. I will sit there, talk to whoever my coaches and diagnose it because I know how quickly it could, a little pinch yeah. can turn into oh shit, Caroline can't pull for two weeks, which again, friends, not fun. So <laughs> take, take it from her. Take it from- yeah. Um, I, again, I think this goes back to the mental journey. I've always been a person in everything that I do who likes to push themselves hard. Um, naturally aggressive, you know, I'm going to be aggressive with myself. I'm going to be in my face about it. Um, Again, shake it off. It's okay. Like it's fine. Just go and do it again. You messed up. Now I'm like, no, no, no. Calm down. Um, 
take a breath. It's okay. If you hurt yourself, like, let's look at it. Uh, let's not make it worse. And I, I do think giving your, again, it goes back to making some space for yourself and being patient with yourself. These are not anything. It's not natural movement, right? Your body, it requires strength. It requires muscle memory. It requires mobility. It requires flexibility. It's not something that's naturally going to be like, oh yeah, my shoulder says this feels great. So give yourself patience. And it's okay sometimes if you're like, this is, this is too much. It has taken probably three kind of, not anything crazy, but yeah, three pretty illy uh, injuries for me to reach that mental point of like, all right, let's give this a pause and understand like what really happened. That moment um, when, when the strength level gets to a point where you can start really building a lot of vocab up the pole. And then there are these positions you're able to physically get in that are totally unsustainable over time. Mm-hmm. It's tough. I, I, I wish there was, you know, this is just like a wish I'm putting out there into the ether that there was um, a more normalized view of doing the boring stuff that actually can create more safety around that experimentation. So the really, if you look at ballet and you look at, you know, the bar work that happens in ballet and how, how kind of boring it feels sometimes to do the, or, or you think about Pilates and and I kind of enjoy that stuff, but the stuff, the little stuff that stabilizes and works on the little stuff that ends up really making the, your whole body feel more resourced I don't know that I really don't know if realistically that happens in the classroom that we're just doing, you know, the equivalent of let's going into the grip and go into the contraction and, Mm -hmm. and, and, and do reps of that. Um, because I, maybe people are concerned that doesn't sell tickets, you know, um, maybe we're all more focused on the finished product, but I've personally found in, in my world that little boring stuff, it like really does make the difference to be more resourced, to get into a move. And then you're not, you know, you're not injuring yourself guaranteed. Um, Cause you, you don't really know when you're asked to be getting in a move, there's a certain level of trust. You're just handing over. Like I trust that I can at least try this. Um, yeah. Talk to me about like, is the boring stuff. And I'm labeling that with a lot of prejudice, I guess the boring stabilization work is that happening for you now um yeah yeah I, i'm actually thinking I, while you were talking about I'm, to the podcast folks i'm violently nodding my head because some of the things that i've come to appreciate the most um i think uh, there, there's a, actually a samism that sums this up greatly it will eventually come to me but uh people like Sam Jordan Kensley, who I also trained with, Ivory Fox is the queen of this. Bless her. She's got my scapula to move. The nuance of that for things like handstands, inversion work. And again, you don't think about it when in, in traditional settings. And again, I say this from a place of privilege, getting to work with these people privately. Um, yeah. so I, I understand I have that leg above um your traditional studio class. But there is something to be said about taking the extra time to understand how is this actually supposed to be moving versus, oh, that's what Sam says. He's like doing the aesthetics of it. Yeah. And a lot of times in classes you do the aesthetic, right? Okay. Put your leg 
straight, put your leg behind you, bend it, do this, push through your arm. Are you really though? Because I can, if I think about some of the things that Ivory's really helped me with, the notion of the push mechanic, I could do that for my elbow. I could do that for my bicep. What she's asking me to do is actually use my shoulder to push through, which gives me a lot more strength. And sorry, guys, for getting anatomical with you, but that learning has actually helped me a ton. And it sounds boring. And I'm not sitting here saying that to do pull, you have to all of a sudden understand every nuance of your body, but putting in that extra, I'll say mind body consciousness can actually be really helpful and up your game. Um, I think a fair amount. And if, I mean, yeah, I, I get it in a studio context. It's also hard, right? Cause you could have six to 12 students. How many is there? You can't, go around and dissect every nuance of everyone's body. Mm. But I, I do think it is something that is important for the health of your own body and just your mind body connection. Cause it has helped me a lot. And you and I have gone through a lot of these corrections too, of like, where's movement being initiated from? Yeah. Again, these are, these are things like, why would you think about that as a normal human? You know, I'm walking. Who cares? I'm using my feet and legs. I'm getting from point A to point B. Am I really though? Am I using the back? Yeah. But is it, okay, well, where's it coming? Am I using my toes? Am I using my heels? Is it coming from the back of my leg? Is it all of my quad? This can change the way that you're actually dancing. Once you start understanding, oh, this is a function. Oh, when I straighten, you want me to straighten from my hamstring. That's a very different thing than, okay, I just popped my knee. Um, that I- no, if someone, if someone intro to poll, you're an intro to poll with Sam and he starts uh, waxing poetic about your scapular movement. What would, what, what do you think? What would your been your response? Honestly. <laughs> Dying laughing because I'm also trying to imagine Sam doing that. Um, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I would be like, what the hell is this man talking about? So I, <laughs> and, and also I, I will say, I think one of the reasons why me and Sam work so well is he is a little bit more, I'll say risque with his language Mm -hmm. because I, again, I knew nothing coming into this. If someone started telling me like tuck and tilt your pelvis and move your gluteal muscles, I'd be like, what the, I don't know know what that, I, to this day, I'm still get confused. But when someone's like, put your, your ass like to the ceiling, okay, dude, I could do that. Um, So I do feel like there becomes a point in your study where it's okay to take it from a, I'll say a more generic place and then a, apply it. Cause I agree with you. Like, look, if people did that, we'd all be bored and be like, what? Again, we it came takes, here to do slutty things. Yeah. It takes a really masterful teacher to, to be able to really deliver the cueing that's best for the, the level, like meeting the student, really meeting the student and not being, not being the type of teacher that just delivers their expertise in the same way to every single person. It, it is an art form. It like cueing is a, is a, is a beautiful, beautiful way to communicate. And, um, we're, everyone's always learning all the time. We're always, always learning how to do that better. Um, but I, I love, I love the, the nasty cueing. I don't know what, what he would call it. What Sam would call it. I just, I, I call it the, I mean, yeah, I think most of you guys do it with me now. Um, I think it's just gotten to that point where I'm like, it's, it's much easier for you to use vulgar language with me because <laughs> sometimes if you get, if you get way too specific, I'm still going to look at you and be like, wait, what, where? I don't understand. 
Mm. Yeah. I'd say horrible things, but I'll just say Jordan is, Jordan Kensley is sometimes the master of coming up with really specific nasty cues that instantaneously be like, oh yeah, that cool. (laughs) I love that. And it, it normalizes that stuff, which is really important as well, I think. Yeah. But I, I, you know, again, I think, look, I've become very nerdy with this. So I, I don't know if anyone, if people out there will be like, yeah, I don't think I'm ever going to give a crap about like what my scapula is doing. That's totally fine. I've never, I'm not, I don't think we're sitting here saying like, you have to do that, but picking apart those nuances in whatever capacity you can, even with improper vocabulary, who cares? Um, I do think it's important to start getting like the mind muscle connection to help you ultimately dance better. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And and then you feel like literate in your own body in a way. Like I, 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 oh, I can feel my scapula. Like I know what that is. Right. So I'm going to take us on, on a little bit of another tangent here to, to wrap up. Um, and I want to talk about resources and with the what wide world of pole dancing and the fact that we, you can get private coaching from people with really specific types of niche abilities and you have studios everywhere and you have online classes everywhere and you have um, prosumers and enthusiasts who are sharing tutorials on Instagram and all this stuff. What do you think are your genuine resources? Like the things that are really feeding and nourishing your practice and it, can, and it could be tools or people or environments. I'm really curious on, on what you think are genuine resources for you and what are, what, what maybe falls out of the realm of that and is potentially like not the healthiest thing to engage with, but maybe you like it. I'm curious. Um, I think honestly, again, I can't emphasize this enough. All of my coaches, if I haven't said your Sarah said you knew it. Um, when I have not directly mentioned. Go ahead. The, all let, you, plug your, plug your. Yeah. Code. Okay. So shout out, uh, first and foremost, pole dad, Sam Doblick, um, always been an inspiration to me. The, just a genuine, like gorgeous human. I, I, what I appreciate about Sam is that he, he actually is the one who got me understanding the nuance and not just, okay, Carolyn, you did the thing. There's a little bit more that we can unwrap here. Um, and I think that was, that was a critical thing. And, and to this day, like I, in some ways, as much as I will always be like, Oh God, Sam's my harshest critic. And I would die if he ever saw me perform because I'd be like, I just, I can't hear your feedback right now. Um, I feel like he will also always be my biggest cheerleader. Um, he's just, yeah. Amazing. Uh, Tracy, you were next on the list. Obviously I'm sitting here. Uh, amazing. You continue to inspire me. I wish I, I sometimes wish I could just not give a shit like you when I, and I don't mean that, I'm sorry if that sounds horrible, but some of your, free, some of your freestyles, they're just like, I'm going to do whatever. And I like, there's just something so inspiring about that where it's, it doesn't always feel like it has to be about the poll. It's about you. Mm. And that I, I feel like sometimes we lose that. And again, this goes back to almost being obsessed with just gathering moves. Like, sometimes it just should be about you and like, what's fun. And whenever I see you like post things, I'm like, God, she just looks like she's living her best life. Like, I just, I want to do that and not worry about where the fuck my hand's going right now, you know? And that to me is very inspiring. It keeps me going. 
Uh, then came Jordan Pensley, who I, I can't say enough about Jordan. Um, and everything that she does, I feel like in a lot of ways, um, it's great that I'm working with her because I feel like we're very similar as people. And, and weirdly enough, her dance style is very similar. And Tracy will always laugh because I'm learning to slow the fuck down from Jordan Kensley, who's also super fascinating. Yes, she is. <laughs> but she has definitely taught me how to slow down and honestly, like, just embrace my embrace my craziness as well on the pole and understand that like that part of it's okay. And you know what? Sometimes there's certain things we can let go of being technically correct and just run with it and be like, you're, you want to be like a wild psycho girl on the pole, live your best life. Who cares? You're going to look hot doing it. That's great. Uh, I think we all need, we all need people like that. Ivory Fox, my torturer of handstands. And I can't emphasize enough how I, I know you guys have probably had to suffer through many like Caroline freestyles. Um, Ivory constantly inspires me because she has the most patience. I think I have actually learned patience from Ivory Fox. Wow, that's great. <laughs> because let me tell you, someone can't kick up into handstand to save their life. I have a lazy butt, folks. It does not want to move. That's fine. We're working on it. But she has taught me patience and to appreciate, you know what? There was a time where my fingers couldn't even, they, I had typing fingers really bad, right? They, I could not splay my fingers evenly. And that little, it sounds stupid, but now like, it's not a problem. I can, I can grip better. There's a lot of things that I'm doing entirely different. And I honestly, it was her coaching and just her, her general style just to be like, dude, it's okay. Like you're at, you're doing better. It doesn't, the big, who gives a shit? Like the kick up to the wall, like look at how different your body has become. Look at how different like your mind body is actually sinking and you understand it. And like that in and of itself is unlocking an achievement. Yeah. Um, so again, like it's inspiration. Sarah said you knew it, new to the bunch. Um, yeah, I don't know. She, she pushes me in a different way um, to the point of strength versus flexibility. We didn't talk about that as a baby polar trope, but yeah, I was late to the flexibility party um, and started training with Sarah. And again, is just a person who has such a different approach and I think makes it very accessible. So you want to keep going. And I think we need more people like her because sometimes there is that intimidation of like, oh God, unless I like go and do ballet. Oh God, unless I do content. Oh God, unless I do this. She's like, no, normal people can do this and it's fine. And like, as long as you're, you know, bringing your best self to the door, like we can work with that. And that's something else I think we need in this type of practice. Wow. Uh, last but not least, uh, the queen of making Lord help us all me a little bit of a diva, uh, Roz herself, who's just like, again, another person who, whenever I watch her move and it's, it's funny, and I hope she don't kill me for saying this, but we were actually talking about freestyling the other day and I was like, God, you know, that time you, you turn on the camera and then all of a sudden it's trash. And she's like, I know I even have those moments. I'm like, why do I do the same three things? And I'm like, okay, if this is going through your head, like it's okay. That it's going through mine. Like she's just, she's, she's one of those people who will both elevate you and, and also in the best possible way, like meet you on your terms and really help you grow and be like, it's dude, it's okay. Cause in some ways we're all still where you're at, no matter what our presence is, what our, like that's just leave that at the door. 
She's, she's a person who can really help you like both grow your ego and check it. If that it's a strange dynamic, but just, yeah, her general vibe, positivity, fuck it all, live your best life. Um, honestly, like you guys have been my inspiration to just keep pushing and doing this better. I will say things that don't motivate me, not watching people like you on Instagram (laughs) can be a challenge. I think just going back to, you know, seeing things that are put out there of like, oh, look at me just, you know, doing my pole thing. And you're like, oh God, okay, fine. Like that, I think, I think sometimes it can be uh, demotivating watching certain things where it comes off as like, I've just been doing this for five minutes. And you're like, okay, so I suck. That's cool. Um, I think that can be sometimes uh, harmful. There's, but you know, again, that's just a matter of perspective. I think once you realize like, all right, these, this is a, for the grit, that's what it is. The, for the gram imagery, again, guys, there's editing there. I, we've all, we're all guilty of it, right? Getting the right camera angle so that it looks better than it is. Um, there's a lot of that that happens. So take some things that you see on Instagram with a grain of salt. It's not what they're actually doing. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Wow. That was like a love letter to so many beautiful humans. Thank you. Honestly, the, it's been a very rough 2020 for me and a lot of it I think has boiled down to coach team being amazing, having some amazing friends too. I think people who do, that's another point, honestly, to bring up. I know, you know, obviously again, our back like background of pole is, is strippers. So a lot of people have a silly and negative connotation to pole dancing. Um, you know, I think I'm sure people have been in situations where even if they're, even if you're a person who's like, Hey, I'm just doing this for fitness. It's fun. I love it. Da, da, da. I'm sure your family might look at you and be like, what are you doing? Oh my God. Like, that's horrible. But my, my moms have actually been weirdly supportive for Christmas. They actually got me a pair of glitter boots. It's amazing. Bless them. Yay yay for moms. Uh, My friends have always been super supportive, uh, especially obviously anyone in the aerial community. I mean, it, it does feel like the aerial community itself is like a big family. I don't, I, it's very, I, it's very rare. I've been in a class or met someone where I'm like, okay, you're just an asshole. Like, thank, thank you for being, you know, conceited about it. I think everyone is generally very supportive of each other. Like we're all here for each other in the end of the day. And I, I think that's why I harped on, you know, people being real good motivators and honestly friends in this crazy journey of pole. <laughs> that's beautiful. All right. So I'm going to ask you one final question and then we'll wrap up. Let's do it um you talk about being motivated I'll, I'll ask you the final question of what are you moving toward even if it's a guess oh god <laughs> i would this whole pursuit what's uh, it for? why do you do it honestly i do it because i love it i really do um it's something that keeps me motivated every day to just try harder, do different things, grow as a human being. I would like the world to reopen. I would like to at least have a chance to try this on a more professional level. Eventually I'm not obviously not there yet. Um, that would, I would love for that to be my end game. Um, 
if it doesn't get there, that's also okay. Cause I'm, I'm just, I'm going to keep going. I love it. Um, like I said, it, it just becomes part of you. It, like the times when I couldn't, it, it sometimes pained me when I couldn't train due to injury or whatever, you know, life comes up and I'd be like, Oh, like I miss it. Like I just, I need to have my dance moment. I need to have my freestyle moment, like just me and the pole and let go of everything else. Like there's something that can be very cathartic about using movement, using dance, using pole, um, to really just like kind of recenter yourself sometimes. So I, I just feel like just that part of it alone to use it as a tool to kind of help me chill out or get amped up or whatever. Um, I think that's always going to keep me going with the eventual hope of being good enough to, I don't know, compete, be on, be on stage, yes. do the thing, do the thing in front of people and not die. <laughs> thank you. I want to thank you so much. Um, I always really love our conversations and I love your perspective. And I think you have had such an interesting journey and you've reached such wisdom so fast on your journey. And I appreciate you very much. And I think, I hope that there's something useful in this for other people that are in the same boat. Um, so thank you so much. And would you like to drop any like Instagram tags or any plugs on how to reach you? Oh yeah. I'm uh, CD struts on Instagram. Uh, S T R U T S. Wow. I almost forgot how to spell. Uh, anybody who has questions. I, I know some babe pullers that I've already talked to, like, but just hit me up. I'm always free. I will try to help you with things. Sorry if I don't have the best answer, but always here to talk. Thank you so much. Thank right. you, Tracy. Thank you everyone for listening. Um, we hope you're staying warm. If you're on the East coast, cause it's freezing out here, stay warm, stay safe, stay, stay moving. Um, see you soon. Bye. You've been listening to the finding your freestyle podcast. To learn more about Finding Your Freestyle, visit our website at www.findingyourfreestyle.com or find us on Instagram and Facebook under Finding Your Freestyle.